everyone. Thank you for joining us on Hearthcast episode number 230 for patch 5.4. Our topic for this episode is Getting to Know You, the Rathion Edition. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of Hearthcast. This is Root, and I play a goblin warlock. This is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up at episode number 230 of Hearthcast, guild repairs, savory TV delight, and conspiracy theories in our listener emails. We dive into why Kim Kardashian is in your brain and making money off of it. And we'll play a round of Hearthcast AoE with Chai T from Monk Meditation. So, hey, Root. What up, Freckleface? What's going on? How's your week? Man, it's been really fun. I, you know, I'm in my little pattern. I got my pattern. Pattern? A pattern. All I right. just, yeah, I go around and I kill the War Scouts. I get the loot. I get the bags. I get the the rep, even though I don't need it, but it sells for like 17 to 20 gold. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm really liking that. You know, I'm, I'm filling in other things. I'm doing my dungeons. I'm just, it's all about right now for me, Valor capping every week as fast as possible. All right. But, you know, here's the thing. I have a little bit of advice. What's that? If you are going to be soloing a Warbringer on a PvE server, Mm -hmm. make sure you're not flagged for PvP. Okay. (laughs) Especially when you're like a melee class. Uh Uh-huh. Because a ranged class just might put themselves up out of your reach and then dot you up and watch you die. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Which I did. Like, How'd you get flagged? I wasn't flagged. They were flagged. They were flagged. Oh. Yeah, I'm just cruising around looking around, and I'm like, oh, look, there's a warbring. Oh, look, that person's fighting them. Oh, look, they're flagged. Oh. But then you flagged yourself. That's okay. Okay. Because as soon as they die, it's hearth back to the... <laughs> I go have a sandwich. <laughs> Wait for that flag to drop off in what, like a half hour, right, or something like that? Uh, five minutes. Oh, really? Wow, I wasted 25 minutes eating a sandwich. <laughs> That's that an intense sandwich. That was a good sandwich. There? That was a Dagwood. You know what a Dagwood is? Oh, yeah, Okay, sure. no, I didn't have one of those, though. Oh. I had a... You know the Hawaiian bread? Like little squares of Hawaiian? They call Hawaiian bread. It's okay. really good. Uh, with like uh, ham, cheese, and pineapple. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little, like, you know, copious amounts of butter. Wow. Yeah. and That sounds awesome. It was. It was. I almost called the ER and be like, can you all send a rotorooter to clean out my artery because I just had one of these? <laughs> but I didn't, and it was all good. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, I've been doing the, the, these War Scouts. That's my thing, right? That's what I'm doing right now. I'm really, really, really into that. I have a pattern every morning. I get up in early morning because nobody's done them yet. If you try to do these in the afternoon, everybody else is doing them. You try to do it in the evening, everybody else is camping. Right. Early morning, everybody's asleep. So I do them in the early morning. <laughs> I'm like, they're all up. I get and sometimes two on a path. Oh. Yeah. So I'm like, I am raking in it. So it's all good. Now, here's the thing. Um, because I'm doing so much of them, I'm encountering bugs with them more frequently than other people would, mm-hmm. I would assume. The bug that they currently have is you'll be attacking them and they will you'll lose your tag, basically. So their nameplate turns gray in the middle of a fight. Nobody else around. You're doing your DPS. You got my cat. Boom, they're, they're gray. Hmm. And you're like, okay. Now, um, you go ahead and finish them off, but you don't get the loot. 
And so uh, the first thing I did, I submitted, uh, I submitted a ticket. And I have, uh, in my life, uh, recent life anyhow, never in my recent life, have I been so politely told off by, you know, <laughs> uh, by, by a trouble ticket response. Okay. Um, I'm going to read this for you. This is, this is directly word for word from Blizzard. And it's so polite. I really like this. I said, I've gone ahead and checked over this a bit further, and there have been a few reports about this from other players as well. And information is currently being collected so that our QA team can investigate further. I'm adding the info you have given me to that report so it can be looked into. Once they have completed investigating, they will forward all the information over to our developers. In the meantime, thank you again for bringing this to us and for your patience and understanding as it is investigated. If you encounter any other bugs or glitches within the game, then go ahead and use the Submit Bug button instead of the Open a Ticket button. That way the information you have is sent directly to our QA team so they can check into things right away. And if there's anything else we can check into for you, please let us know. In other words, Root, don't tell me this. Don't tell me your problems. <laughs> I, I, I ain't got time. Right. Th- those guys got time for your problem. They, right. Because they, they don't We're ever respond. Anything about it. You submit a bug, you never get anything back from it. No. Right? It's gone. It's gone into into the nether somewhere. <laughs> you submit a trouble ticket, they got to deal with it. So, oh, so that was like, I was just like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Now, check this out. Okay, I do a lot of stuff with the Open Raid. You're familiar with Open Raid? Of course. <laughs> of course. I jumped on this Open Raid to do Siege of Orgrimmar Tin Man. And uh, I got marked as a reserve, which is cool. No problem. Well, the time kind of came and went when the raid was starting. It's like, you're marked as a reserve. The raid is starting. You got all my cool email notifications from Open Raid. All that's good and go. They're doing this thing. I'm like, ah, I didn't get picked. That's cool. No problem. About an hour or so into the raid, I get a message from the raid leader. He says, hey, man, you know, things kind of not going as well as we thought they would. We had some people drop, and I was wondering if you were still interested in coming in. And I told him, you know, I had a window of about two hours. Now that window's about halfway over, and they're not as far along as I thought they'd be, honestly. And so I told the guys, like, look, um, I'm expecting a phone call to come to go pick up my son, and if I come join your raid, at any moment I could get that phone call. And it wouldn't be fair to me or anybody else in the raid for me to come in and then all of a sudden have to leave. Which is honest, right? Right. So he turned it around. He says, you know what? That's super cool. I'm glad you have your priorities in order. And what I'm going to do is add you to my friends list. And the next time we're raiding and have a spot open, you're getting first dibs. That's pretty sweet. Right? That's what I thought. Now, wait a minute. If you're expecting a call, what would you have done if you had been selected and you were going through it? There was a two-hour window for the raid. Okay. So that two-hour window was already half over, and they had not progressed halfway through the raid. Oh, gotcha. So they were way behind in their time schedule. So now, the pickup would have been after you would have expected to be over. Correct. Now, if gotcha. if I was in the middle of the raid and there it's not going well, let's say I got picked to the very start. Mm-hmm. You're selected for the raid. Cool. I'm in there. And if we're like going progressing through it and it's not getting where it should be, I will let the raid leader know, hey, I have a window because your raid says from X to Y. Right. And why is fast approaching, and why is my deadline window too? If we're not going to meet, why I need to I need to bail. I'll let them know. You just have to be honest, and that that kind of helps out a lot. So, but it's kind of cool to know that someone you know evaluates priorities like I do, or values priorities, I should say, as I do. 
other than that, I have been having just crazy fun flipping stuff on the auction house and taking screenshots of it. So I have this big plan. I'm going to blog for somebody. I don't know who yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I have this awesome tons of screenshots of different uh, different flipping methods that I use. And so if there's someone out there who needs an, an, an avid blogger for their blog, hey, me, at Hearthcast Root, there's an unofficial plug. <laughs> All right for you. I'm cheap. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's fun, man. It, and uh, man, I just I'm hooked on it. My my new system is going so well. I talked about it a couple weeks ago about what I do on Tuesdays, and man, I'm just it's I'm a, I'm like a, a gold junkie now. So, You've always kind of been one though. Yeah, I think it's bad now. And though. one for routine. You like really happy when you get to get a yes, team I do. Going. Yeah, 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 that's me. Super happy. What about you? What's how's your week in World of Warcraft been? Um, it's been pretty normal. Um, all I've really done was Celestials, Ordos, uh, and Magister's Terrace, if you run to that. It's kind of interesting you brought up the ticket, because something I had been kind of embarrassed to bring up was that I had talked to several weeks ago about doing these Frenzy Heart dailies. Right, yeah. Now, one of them told you to go to this area in Shilazar Basin where there's a bunch of goblins, and um, what are the big guys? Some of them have two heads. Ogres? Ogres, Yeah. And you have to kill them until these explosives drop off. You take the explosives, you go over to the shelf on the western part of Sholazar Basin, and you kill one of the big metal guys that's walking around and use explosives to take his head. Right. Now, I had been working on this quest for several days. I had done probably about 150 kills of these mobs, no drop. What? And that's I'd, crazy I mean, sitting there like, this is ridiculously low amount. I mean, I'm sitting there, you know punching them, blinking at them, and they're dying. But if I had been at level, that would have been an insane amount of time. Right. Many mobs. Like, it's just, this is nonsense. You're like so, femme fatale. You're like winking at them and they're dying. <laughs> so I had logged off, put in, put in a ticket, logged off, and I didn't get on my character again until I got a response. Okay. The official response was they said, you know what? I've looked into this. There's no reason why the items aren't dropping. And... They linked two different things in Wowhead. Like, here, other people have complained about it not dropping. <laughs> they actually linked Wowhead? They did. That's impressive. They linked two different things. The thing is, I had already been on Wowhead, obviously, because if something's not going right in a quest, I'm going to look it up and see if anybody else is having the same issue. Right. The overwhelming complaint about the quest I was on was not being able to acquire in the quest in the first place because people want to get all the quests in this daily rotation. That's part of the achievement. So apparently this is a very hard quest to acquire. So that's what most of the complaints came from. There was one single person who said, I cleared the camp twice and no drop. One person. And clearing that camp twice is not the same as killing 150 mobs. No, that's like clearing like 100 so times. So I was not happy with this ticket response. The embarrassing part was, was that when I logged back in the game, I noticed the explosives in my bag. Okay, it's, well... Did you were they there all along, or did did the GM put them in there for you? That's what I don't know. Because at first I was I was going like, oh man, this is super embarrassing. I put in a ticket when I already had the item in my bag. All right, so let me ask you a question. What do you use bank stack? I do. Do you have bank stack set to organize your bags when you're AFK? No. All right. Well, that well, I was going to ask you if it where it was in the bag, if it was at the bottom or in the middle of everything. Well, I have Bagnon as well. And what Bagnon does is you can actually use a search feature. If you're looking for a particular item in your bag, you start ty- I mean, you can even type in like one letter 
and it will gray out everything that doesn't match. Right. Yeah, I've okay. got that too. So you did that. You searched. I searched for and it. And it wasn't there. It was not in my bag. And then when you came back in, there it was. There it was. So, and since I had not been on in a few days, I initially thought, I was like, wow, I feel dumb. I just missed it. But then I started thinking like, well, this GM, if, if I had literally put in the ticket saying I couldn't get this quest item and they had actually looked into it, looked into my account and not just like they said they did and not just Googled wowhead. <laughs> They would have seen the item in my bag. They would have been right. like, hey, dummy, you got the item in your bag. So part of me thinks they fixed it, but they didn't want to tell me that they fixed it because they didn't want necessarily want that documented. Like, they didn't want me to have proof that a GM says, like, oh, here you go. I gave you this quest Yeah, because then everybody would want. Right. You know. So I think it's possible that they fixed it, but then the official response was, you just need to keep looking. Do you think that's crazy? Do you think I would just like spaced out and I'm just imagining nah, all this stuff? No, no, no. Because here, 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 you need to air quotes look <laughs> a little closer. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I still hold the fact that like, if if they put it in your bag, I don't know if they have the actual. Pa- I know they can put stuff in your bag. I know that, right? But I don't know if they can put it in a particular place in your bag. And that's what I was asking if you noticed where oh. it was in your bag. If it was in the middle or the end of your bag. Um. I think it was at the end. See that to me, if you if it if it's at the end, one hundred percent, they put it in your bag for you. Well, if it was the last thing I had picked up, nah, it would have been. At you would have noticed that though. You would have noticed. That's that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I know you too well. Yeah, yeah, they. De- I yeah, I'm a firm believer that they actually just went ahead and dropped it in your bags. So you for think you. I'm not crazy? Then it doesn't even feel a little better. Well, I didn't say that, but <laughs> oh. I. <laughs> Is it- you remember you and I were talking, I was like ranting and raving, and then I logged in. I said, Root, you're not allowed to laugh at me for the yes. next two minutes. Yes, I remember this. And then I linked it, and then I waited two minutes. I'm like, okay, you're good to go. And then you just, yeah, you let me have it. I did not. I did not. <laughs> you kind of did. No, I no. sympathized with you. I, okay. I recall right. empathizing and sympathizing with you, both of the of the thizings. I thized. You know what? We were we were on chat. We weren't talking, so I might have inferred some sarcasm. Yeah, to your no, tongue. no, I was totally thizing. Okay, I thized you up. Did you? I did. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. You're quite welcome. I'm glad you're validating my sanity no, here. No, 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 hundred percent. I hundred percent think they did that. Yes, hundred percent. So that's all. but but okay. So you did you complete it? I did, yeah. And then the next time I picked up the quest, first drop, <laughs> literally. <laughs> They're like, not only do we give it to her, <laughs> we don't ever want her to submit it. Just give, 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 right. give. Okay, we got to set it for the next ten. She's good. Yeah. Obviously, she's going for that achievement. <laughs> no more tickets from Freckleface. <laughs> that's what happened there. I tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> so what else? You been playing kind of Hearthstone? Uh, yeah, I'm on the uh, third week on the Naxxramas expansion. Cool. I just uh, came out and I'm still enjoying the class challenges that came out this week and the new cards. Shuffling my decks around to include the new cards. I am well. Yeah. Now, we had our, our meetup last week, and uh, we in the meetup, it always progresses to everybody whipping out their portable devices, right. whether it be iPads or some, some tablets that run Windows 8 or whatever. And playing Hearthstone on the, the wireless network there at the location. Right, because we do have one member who, despite the fact that she's played probably about 10 games total at these meetups with a bunch of different people, she still hasn't gotten her achievement of her card back unless she got it. She got it. She did. She got okay. it. Yeah, you're talking about Navy, right? Yes. Yeah, she got it. 
that she was well, super sweet. excited yeah. about it. Yeah, she's like, I, she was like doing a little dance in the corner. Oh, okay. I was in the, like the other. You were in a table. zone. Yeah, you were in the other zone because I think you were uh, you were going up against Synergy at that time, and you were like destroying Synergy. Vote to kick Synergy, right? And you were like destroying him, and 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 he was. It, was, it wasn't really destroying. It was it was it was a pretty pretty tech game. All right, was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, he looked like he was sweating over there. We were both sweating. But that's when that's when Navy got hers. Right. So she was. Well, super, that's awesome. That's yeah, good. she was super excited about it. Then she was a little. Uh, she's like, "That's it." I was like, "Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> sorry." <laughs> uh, but that's cool. I mean, it's it's a cool feature that you can do that in that type of game. So that's kind of cool. Right. Awesome. You know what, Freck? We have multiple emails. Our first one is from Jen. She says her main character is Oxy. And she says, I wanted to say I've been a listener of your podcast for a few years now. Although recently got back into it when I got back into the game as they took a two-year hiatus around the release of Kata. And it's just as great as when I first discovered it. A few questions. Do you guys have a favorite class? Class race combination? Any particular reason for your choice? Well, um, I think it's pretty obvious for me. I am a, uh, a warlock. I have tried others. I'm very, I'm, I'm very in tune to the range DPS, but I just really, really, really like a warlock. Um, and then I started with a no warlock. He was alliance, obviously. And then when I transferred him over to the horde side, uh, Freck, you said he's got to remain right, small, right? And so he became a goblin. And to me, it's just it's so not me IRL. That's true. It's like the opposite me, you know. <laughs> And uh, and so I've always stuck with that. I mean, it, I know it's not the best racial for a warlock, but it's the most fun for me. The little guy just jumping around. I mean, when I summon demons, they're twice as big as me, and it's awesome. Except for the imp, he's my size, but everybody <laughs> else is bigger than me. And it's just like awesome. Like I'm this little this little dude commanding these huge demons, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Same with me. Um, I do love the gnomes. As far as I feel, the happiest when I'm playing them because they're just so cute, and they're going to be even cuter with the next expansion. Playing in no warlock right now, which is what you used to be, Root. But she's only eighty five, and I do also play the range GPS. I got the hunter and the the mage going, and they just it's not as stressful like healing is, and you don't have to position yourself as precisely as you do for melee. So that's what I like about it. Right. It it is one of those. It ain't all your fault. Uh, uh classes to play range DPS as a whole. Yes, you are responsible if the DPS isn't there to get the boss down or whatever the case you're doing. But there's a lot of mechanics that you just don't really have to pay attention to. As long as you're not, you know, standing in the fire, you're pretty good, much good to go. Now, she has been playing a Torin Druid for a while. Trying to get her to 90, but she's a bad habit of re-rolling characters too often. And so much fun transforming into different creatures, and she enjoys the versatility. Second question, have you guys ever had a goal in game, be it for a piece of gear, profession, what have you, that you didn't really need, you just wanted? Yeah, I would say yes, um... Quite often, uh, Freck and I just did that episode not too long ago about the different things you can get to transform yourselves in WoW into different things, and I kind of went kind of crazy on that. Uh, I know when the rares came out, everything they dropped, we did an episode about that, about all the vanity items, and I had to go collect all those. I have, uh, you know, done runs for mounts, done runs for T-Mog, and, and recently I've gotten really, really into T-Mog. Um, I'm now like running Molten Core, looking for a particular weapon that drops there, so there's a lot of stuff that I do just for, for funsies in the game, so to speak. I don't need it. I just kind of think it would be cool to have on my character. Yeah, most of the stuff I do is for for funsies or for stuff that I don't necessarily need. Um, 
I did actually start a like a list that I keep online and one of these Google keep list things that I want to get or do before the next expansion. Oh yeah, I remember you know, that. Like I sometimes remember- I'll I'll see a piece of uh T Mog gear in the mog and I'll write down what the name of the item is and be like, Okay, I gotta do a farm for that or there's a particular pet or amount that I wanna go and try to get at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Remember us talking about that list of years. See, that's what happened to me. A guildie just linked a, a staff. And I was like, oh, I got to have that staff. And it drops in Molten Core. I'm like, I Ooh. guess I'm running Molten Core. Yeah. And let me tell you, Molten Core is not hard. No. It's just long. <laughs> <laughs> so just be, be, be prepared. You can run around. Get, bring speed boost. If you have anything that will boost your speed, get it. Because that would be helpful in Molten Core. Now, she is going for the Vial of the Sands because for a druid to have the ability to transform into a dragon just seems epic. That would be kind of cool. I like that. You got that for me for a birthday present, I believe. Or Christmas was a present. Some of those, yeah. yeah. Which I appreciate it. I think you did it more for you than anyhow. <laughs> just so you don't have to fly. Yeah, give like, uh, me a ride. All right. <laughs> Mountain run. Boss. World boss tours. Yes. <laughs> I was reminded quite nicely by you, by the way. That I should be on my sands, my sandstone drake. I should have that out so you can write. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like going away and making lattes. Well, you know I love my lattes, so can you blame me? Now, lastly, she says, do you guys have any of those you can look back and laugh moments and wow? Now, I'll go ahead and read hers first. Years ago, during Burning Crusade, the recipe for a savory deviant delight dropped for me in the Barrens. Back when it was a much rarer drop. I didn't have a clue. I saw it was gray and I wasn't interested in cooking. And I threw it up in the auction house for whatever amount the auction house generated. Literally almost as soon as I close the window, I see this in trade chat. OMG, someone just put up the Savory Deviant Delight recipe for 75 silver. I read that and went, oh crap. Afterwards, the person who bought it offered to give me a run through Wailing Caverns because it felt bad for me. I was mad back then. I did something stupid like that, but now I look back and think it's pretty funny. And now that recipe isn't really rare anymore, so no harm, no foul, I suppose. You know, I do remember those days when that recipe went for about a thousand, two thousand gold back when that was a lot of gold. I remember trying to farm for it in the Barrens. Yeah. <laughs> now it's basically like every other mob in the Barrens drops. You just it, buy it. You can buy yeah. it in the in the the Sunsong Ranch area. The Oh, yeah. Half hill. Yeah, and half hill. Yeah, but you if you're a low level. Then you can't. Right. I think before you and I answer that question, Reed, about our similar moments, I think we're going to wait and we're going to see if we can't collect some of our listeners' answers. Oh, okay. So that's a great idea. So if yeah. you guys have a moment that you now look back on and laugh, but maybe at the moment it was kind of kind of stung a little bit, go ahead and share that with us. Send us an email over at podcast at hearthcast.com. We'll get those on the air, and we may uh, we may pick the uh, the now funniest but most most stinging moment at the time. We'll pick one of those and give you guys a prize for it. So thank you for that email, Oxy, and we look forward to hearing from our listeners about their look back and laugh moments. Got another email here from uh, Diz the Warlock, our buddy Diz, and uh, Diz uh, wrote in to talk about the uh, the comment that I had made about people repairing after every wipe, and me telling them there's no need to really repair. He was thrilled, absolutely thrilled to learn that you're you you didn't lose any damage unless your your gear turned red, and so you put that into practice. But he found a little bit of an issue with that, and it's a valid point that he brought up. And I do want to make this uh, make people aware about this. 
Uh, Diz says that if you have guild repairs, your guild may uh, give you like a certain amount, like 250 gold to repair. And if you wait until your gear is red, then your repairs may exceed the amount that your guild has authorized for you to re- to for guild repairs. So if you're, if say your guild is, or your repair bill rather, is 275 gold, and your guild says, now nah, you get 250 gold, it's not like you pay the difference. They just don't authorize it. You have to pay that 275 out of pocket. So what this is saying is even though it doesn't deter from, from the damage you're doing if your gear isn't red, if your guild is providing you with a limited amount of money to do your guild repairs with, take advantage of that until it's gone. So that is a valid point, and that's something I had not really considered. I'm a clothy, so guild repairs aren't really, you know, high for me anyhow. But that is something true. So I just, you know, now if you look at it that way, do your guild repairs every time you wipe, repair. Every time there's a repair bought up, repair until your guild repairs are exhausted. And then you can wait until it's time, until your gear is red to repair again. So that is a valid point. Well, here's one thing I'm curious about. I think most people use the repair all button to the point I think we forget that there is a way to open up your character tab and click the repair and repair all your individual pieces of gear. Yeah, but that takes time. You got to read and it do It does take time. But if you, if you do get to the point where you have more expensive repairs than the guild allowance, a solution might be to open up that and just individually repair the pieces of gear until you hit the limit. I'm not 100% sure if guild repairs work that way. I think guild repairs just repair all. Because there's only three buttons. There's repair, repair items, and guild okay. repair. Okay, yeah. So I, I think, have to look at it. Yeah, I think the guild repair, honestly, I think it's just a repair all. I think okay. it's just a caveat. So in that case, boom, yeah, you do want to repair before it gets close to the cap. Yeah. Spend your guild's money and then spend your money <laughs> is what we're trying to do. Right, of course, you know, of course. And it makes perfect sense. Right. Might as well. You know, and I do want to mention this. Diz uh, did close his email here. He says, I probably don't see it enough, but I really love your show. I also wanted to say that the email sent in by Misty last week was awesome. As you know, I have many times nearly ran off the road while listening to the show, mostly because of Root, but receiving emails like the awesome one Misty sent in has got to make you both gratified and proud of the hard work you do in putting out this show every week. I know this because it makes me gratified and proud to be a fan of the show, knowing you're helping out so many enjoy this wonderful game. And Tiz, man, thank you so much for that. And and Misty has, she. What we're going to be talking about her, she sent in another, another email. And it's like she and I are on the same wavelength. It's right, creepy, right, right. creepy same wavelength. Yeah, we, we love hearing from you guys. We've said it before. It's why we do the show. And um, we're here for you guys. And uh, we are going to talk about her here coming up in the main content right at the very end of it. You'll see how it fits in. And uh, this is totally, totally unplanned. And it's kind of creepy, but it's kind of cool, too. Getting to know you, Rathion Edition. We are back with another installment of Getting to Know You, uh, the segment where we go over a character's background, how they fit into the current gameplay. In this installment, we're going to talk about none other than Rathion. Rathion is one of the few remaining black dragons on Azeroth. Black dragons were the ultimate defenders of Azeroth. They were responsible for terraforming Azeroth. The black dragonflight represented the strength of the planet itself. Their symbol, the volcano, represents great power of Azeroth and the physical elements within. Since the dawn of time, the black dragons and the other flights lived in perfect harmony, working together to safeguard Azeroth from violent threats and destruction. 
The black dragons fell prey to the influence of the old gods, eventually turning Naltherion into Deathwing. They no longer cared about their roles as safeguarders of Azeroth. They used fire and magma as instruments of destruction and sought to destroy anything that got in their way, delighting in the pain and misery of others. Once held in high regard by all others as wise and steadfast, the black dragons fell to become vicious, evil creatures despised by all decent living beings. Driven mad by the whispers in their heads, they seek dominion of Azeroth and consider all of their flights to be hated enemies. The black dragons have become purely driven by power, building a complete distrust in one another. Black dragons will often take humanoid form and meddle in the affairs of mortal kingdoms in hopes of bringing about their downfall. They will attempt to turn any situation or conflict they come across to their advantage. Riastraza, a member of the Red Dragonflight, traveled to the Badlands in order to research the Black Dragonflight and to find a way to purify them. She captured a Black Dragon, Nixranda, and forced her to lay eggs for their experiments. Rhea and Dr. Ermonius Blam succeeded in creating a purified black dragon egg with an ancient titan artifact called the Eye of the Watchers, a black whelp corpse, a wild black dragon egg, and one of Nixranda's eggs. Rhea then begins to move the egg, trying to keep its location secret from the black dragon flight and members of the other dragon flights who wish to see its destruction. The red dragon, Mustraz, tracks down the egg reappurified to Ravenholt Manor, where we find out it is hatched into Rathion. Technically speaking, Nixandra isn't Rathion's mother and Deathwing isn't his father. Those roles are both held by the Titan artifact, the Eye of the Watchers. Rathion isn't really a child of the Black Dragonflight, he's a child of the Titans. Rathion, being free from the corruption of the old gods, knew he would be a target of the Black Dragon fight for the rest of his life. He employs assassins to eliminate all of his tainted siblings in the Black Dragon flight up to and including Deathwing. After the fall of Deathwing, the self-proclaimed last Black Dragon believes that the Titan's mandate to protect Azeroth now falls solely unto him, and he will do whatever it takes to fulfill this charge. The Red Dragonflight doesn't like this idea much, and it forces Rathion out into the world. He heads over to the newly discovered continent of Pandaria, and takes up a vast interest in the turbulent relationship between the Alliance and the Horde. With the power of the Eye of the Watchers, Rathion foreshadows a terrible threat to Azeroth is coming. A threat that a divided Azeroth cannot hope to stand against, the Burning Legion. He believes the only way to prepare Azeroth for the coming threat is is to have one faction win and dominate the other. He advises adventurers to bring a swift end to the Alliance and Horde War and gives his unwavering support to, well, it depends on which faction you play. After the defeat of the Celestials, we witness a scene between Lord Walker Cho and Rathion where Lord Walker Cho wished for the legend to portray the adventurer as a hero, liberator, and protector while Rathion wished to see them as a conqueror with none able to stand in their way. Regardless of the difference of opinion, Rathion dispatches his hero to the Siege of Orgrimmar to fulfill his hopes. After the fall of Garrosh, the hero returns to the tavern 
to find Rathion pacing around the room, awaiting information about what happened in Ogremar. The adventurer told him about what happened in Ogremar, and he was not happy with the outcome, calling Varian Wren a fool for allowing the Horde to continue existing. The waiter who we see in the tavern, Tong the Fixer, gets fed up with Rathion's constant yammering and his complete lack of understanding of the lessons of Pandaria. Tong says that the Alliance and the Horde are not strong despite each other, they are strong because of each other. Rathion thinks he's just a fool waiter and starts walking out of the tavern and proclaims for the battle to come, he will leave nothing to chance. Rathion then works with Keras Dormu in the Infinite Dragonflight to free Garrosh and send him back in time to an alternate Draenor of 35 years ago. Rathion launches a plan for Garrosh's immediate escape from prison. He is confronted by Anduin, who attempts to deter his friend from freeing the captured warchief, proclaiming that as the last of the Black Dragonflight, the protection of Azroth now falls to him, Rathion knocks Anduin out and leaves. Rathion believes his actions will bring the best for Azroth in the coming conflict with the Legion, and maintains hope that Anduin would eventually understand his motives and even stand with him as a brother when the time comes. So that is what we know about Rathion thus far. Blizzard has openly said that the Rathion character is unique in WoW because of its creation story. Rathion is a constructed black dragon imbued with the power to see the future, who has major father figure issues, and a fear that he won't be able to fulfill the only reason he was created, to defend Azeroth, because of the very nature of the inhabitants of Azeroth. The Alliance and the Horde are not strong despite each other, they are strong because of one another. Rathion has said he will stop at nothing to fulfill his purpose, and is unwilling to leave anything to chance after his self-proclaimed failure in the Siege of Orgrimmar. And now, as I talked about before, Misty sent us an email that worked perfectly for this episode. She says, I was thinking about Warlords and Rathian and wanted to share my idea. Since Rathian's purpose is to defend Azroth, without a threat to Azroth, Rathian has no purpose. He plotted to get either the Horde or Alliance to become the dominant force in Azeroth, but in the end, he found that both sides almost relied on each other to sustain their existence as well. I think he allowed for the corruption of Garrosh, and when Garrosh was not killed and instead placed on trial, Rathian then put a more notorious plan into action, which was to return to Draenor's past and set things in motion for the Iron Horde to invade current time Azeroth so he will have something to protect. I believe Rathion manipulated Keras to the point where Keras will use the Vision of Time to create a portal large enough for the invading army to pass through. All that leads me to believe that the final boss of Warlords will be Rathion. We'll face him and have to prevent the Iron Horde from invading our Azeroth. I think we'll see Keras play the role of someone once deceived and now aiding the fight. I would also love to see Garrosh show up in that fight to redeem himself, but something tells me that is simply beyond him. That is a very interesting point. I have often thought that uh, Rathion was manipulating this whole thing. I mean, we see him on the Thomas Isle there tinkering the entire time. We see Kairos there with him. I, you know, and we said it before in the show. I've said it before in the show. I think they were up to something the entire time. Well, Anduin was right there with him, too. That don't matter. There's a three of them hanging out. That don't matter. You don't think so? Slide a hand, baby. <laughs> 
You know, it just it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anduin's young. You know what's going on. That would be interesting as as a I don't know if the final boss, but a boss in Warlords. I can see that. I'm not going to commit to final, but I will commit to he will play a role, obviously in 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 uh, to me, obviously anyhow, in Warlords. Yeah, and I I don't I don't agree necessarily that Garrosh is too far gone to be redeemed because I mean, it's kind of what the ending of the book was about. I mean they they didn't kill him, they let him live because anybody can change. That's what the Celestials said, but Garrosh right. had no interest in changing. He's like at that point. He that laughed is, at that him. doesn't mean that he will never change. But he laughed at him. He did at the whole notion that he was going to have some kind of remorse for what he his actions, what he had done. He had no remorse. At the time. Yeah, it's true. Now, what if he's away from the Shah? See? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What if the corruption leaves him? Right. Ah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. You know, they have said, Blizzard has said that he's not going to play a big role. Yeah, and I don't I don't think that would be a major storyline, but just maybe kind of a minor wrap-up. Never know. Misty, I think, has some interesting uh, points here, though, about how... Raytheon exists to protect Azeroth, and if there's nothing to protect, what's the purpose of Raytheon? Right. Uh, which ironically mimics the whole Man of Steel plot, too, which is kind of weird. Does it? Yeah. You haven't seen Man of Steel? I have. The new, the reboot, whatever. Yeah, the guy's like, you know, Krypton, no Krypton, and he was his, own, his whole purpose was to protect Krypton, and if there's no Krypton, then he has no purpose, which is... I was a little distracted by Superman with the beard, to be honest. Superman didn't have a beard. Yeah, he did. No. The most recent Superman movie? Uh, not Man of Steel. Nah, he was clean shaven. For most of it. There is a scene. <laughs> we saw it. Oh, there might have been. There was a scene yeah. when he had been out and he had a beard and I was just spacing out the rest of the movie. <laughs> Superman had a beard. Oh, my jeez. <laughs> okay, I see, I see okay. what you're Okay. That's all right. That's cool. Um, Yeah. Now, I do want to say that the portions of the uh, information we have here about Rathion do come from uh, WoW Insider, WoWpedia, and WoW Wiki. Uh, there's a lot of information there about him, and I kind of uh, threw it all together and there made a storyline out of it, which is, is as accurate as I believe it to be. But I could not help Freckleface to parallel uh, the story of Rathion with the story of Garrosh. Both of those guys have father figure issues. You know, Garrosh was afraid that he would become his father. And Rathion doesn't want to become his father. So they say, yeah, it's kind mm. of, you know. Yeah. That's something that they could exploit later on. You know. So yeah. who knows, man? It's just. That's deep. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. That was a really insightful theory, though. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I, I would love for him to be the final boss of, of Warlords. And who else is going to lead the army in? True. I mean. Yeah. But here's the thing. If it is, there's going to be people who are like, oh, great, it's Deathwing Part 2. Possibly. Here we go again. Yeah. We have to roll left and roll right and do a barrel roll. <laughs> great. You know, I commented this week on on Twitter. Uh, they released the price, by the way. I don't know if you saw it. The price for the Alliance to get their motorcycle after that whole thing. Right. Uh, 100, 100, 100K. 100,000 gold. Oh, Okay. To buy the motorcycle. Wait a minute. So Horde get theirs for free. Horde get theirs for the free. Lions get for hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Hmm. Now my 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 thing. If I was doing like an impromptu, hey Blizz, it would be, uh, if your alliance, 
and you can get run over by a person riding the horde motorcycle, then you get a debuff on you, like called like, oh, you got run over, and then you get your bike for free. <laughs> That's really random. It'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Be awesome. How does that work? You get run over, so you get a free vehicle? Yeah. And then you would have just total mayhem in front of the cities with people on horde motorcycles just running over the well, lines. Why would they? For funsies? Because it's fun. Did you not do the calamari thing? It's not calamari. It's something else, but I call it calamari. <laughs> Are you uh, talking about katamari damachi? Yeah, <laughs> yes. You, that was a hilariously awesome game. Okay. Now, did you remember that in in, in uh, the la- previous expansion, Cataclysm, mm-hmm. where you did that in Oldham area? The gnome area? thing. Right, right, that right. was big, awesome. Okay. Right. People loved that. People loved it. That's true. Same concept, except you have Horde running over people on their motorcycles. Yeah, except like, there's no... You get to run over people. You're not Come on. running over anybody. That's I not would, how the game is I would designed. run over You'd everybody. you run through them, no. and they wouldn't even flinch. They would have to. They would have to like bounce away or something. They, <laughs> They'd have to like fly. or, or, or like, <laughs> I would totally run over everybody for like hours on end because I would just laugh and laugh and laugh. Here's the thing. You'll get, you get into like, okay, check it out. Horde, right? Right. Drives in a storm wind. Uh-huh. You can't be killed. You get a debuff on you or buff on you. You cannot be killed. You're just that awesome. You're, you're just that awesome because you're on the motorcycle. Right. You're, yeah. You get your buff. You, there you go. Your buff is just one word. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so you just run over everybody. Would you not ride through Stormwind? If you knew you would not die, would you not ride through Stormwind and just run over everybody? Yeah, I would. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that you're helping them get their get their mount. So it's like, okay, I get to run over you <laughs> It would be just for one week, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three weeks. Okay, give it a month. <laughs> blizzard, <laughs> blizzard time. <laughs> one month. Everybody just runs over everybody. <laughs> Everywhere. It doesn't matter. You could be like, you could be out in Vashir and see somebody like mounts up on your motorcycle and run them over. <laughs> <laughs> whether whether or not they've had it or not, <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> I'm all for it. All right. It's probably the most about rational hey blizz you've ever had. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What are you trying to say? Nothing. <laughs> uh, it, uh. It, uh, it is almost as good as what you're about to tell us here. In gaming headlines this week. So the newest microtransaction app has been released, and it has made over a million dollars in the first few days. I'm talking about, of course, Kim Kardashian Hollywood. This game allows you to be a rising star where the goal is to increase your celebrity status by completing modeling jobs, friending the right people, and wearing the right clothes. Despite being a free game, most of the clothing is bought with a currency called Charm that you can buy with real money. Completing the quest, if you will, in this game which progresses a storyline, uses up energy, which is used up quickly and replenishes slowly over time, or replenishes with charm. And while there's no hard stats about how much the average user spends, there are stories floating around about people spending several hundred dollars to get up to the A-list. So what possesses these people, and some of them are grown adults, this is not just kids, who don't know what they're doing, to plop down more on a mobile game than they would buying a brand new gaming console. Well, psychologist Simon Moore breaks down why this game has such addicting potential. Number one is the beauty of the people in the game. They have big eyes, bouncy hair, other physical features 
that hold our attention and keep us captivated. The background of the city where you got the different buildings that you can go to and the different venues that you can visit, it's warm and it's happy, but it's not intense which he says makes us feel relaxed and want to stay in that atmosphere. Third thing is immediate gratification. When you go to do a modeling job, it's one of the quests, it will last for an hour, for example. You can tap on different things and use your energy to do better on the job. So as you tap, you get a burst of currency that you then click to pick up. So it's immediate. You spend your energy, you get coins and you get experience and you get stars to go in your performance and it's just, it's immediate. But the fourth thing is what he calls investment theory. As in the longer you wait for something, the less likely you are to walk away. As in once you put some time into this game, you feel kind of silly for just dropping it. Now he used the example of the longer you wait for a bus that doesn't show up, the less likely you are to decide it's not going to show up. Well, I can see that because you just think any minute now. Any minute now. Any minute now. Now, you and I, I picked you up one day to take you to the mechanic. (laughs) Yeah. And we got stuck at a railroad crossing where the conductor just switched directions on the tracks. We'd like go slowly across the tracks, get halfway across, switch directions. The train was going back and forth. It was going back and forth. So you did that about four times. Total, we were stuck at this uh, train track crossing about 30 minutes. Yeah. But every time, we're like, should we turn around? Should we like, try no, to go no, 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 like, no, 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 no. We're almost there. It's got to be done. He's got to be done now. <laughs> oh, no, he's going the other direction. Oh, no, he's going the other direction. <laughs> we were actually commenting on the graffiti on the pl- on, on, on the side. We were. Yeah, we were, we were, we were. We're like, evaluating oh, we saw it. that message. Yeah. We're like, that's like, pretty Like, oh, there it comes back again. Yeah. still like that one. It's entertaining. It was. Also kind of like how I ended up spending an hour at one of these fast food restaurants waiting for the food to come. Because <laughs> at some point, you're just like... you committed. You're committed. Like, I've already been here half an hour. It'd be stupid to walk right now. I've already been here half an hour. I'm going to wait for my food. <laughs> that was a while back. I won't name who it was, but it was one of those places where you pay and they bring it out to you. So you'd already paid. So it wasn't like you could just like order and then walk away. It was like yeah. mm. you don't want to go to one of those places with 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 my dad. No, no, no. See, my dad doesn't pay. Okay, my dad pays when he gets his food, so he would go to one of these establishments where you're supposed to pay. But this machine. Oh no! This is no no. He goes to these establishments, <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, sir, that'll be seven dollars and forty five cents," and he'll go, "Okay," and the cashier just looks at him, <laughs> and he looks at the cashier and he goes. I don't see my food yet. Mm-hmm. When I see my food, I will pay you your $7.45. And the cashier, now she can't, he or she cannot do anything. They're they're stuck. What are That's they going to do? What are they going to do? They're like, they can't close out their drawer. No, they can't. Now they got this open order. <laughs> right. And so they're just like, that's uh. so why um, I don't take my dad to those. <laughs> we always go to like nice. <laughs> it's like, because you, you have a choice. You're either going to... Uh, be embarrassed by your old man or or eat. True, yeah, true. So. I'm sorry. I hijacked your segment with the dad story. Worst thing That's I could fine. possibly do. <laughs> and the last way that this game gets in your head is through loss aversion. This game requires you to stay active 
to keep your status. Do you lose points if you don't log in? You lose fans. Oh. And you can date people, and if you don't keep up, if you don't call them regularly, they'll dump you. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) So far, every date I've been on, they've complained about how I was dressed. Well... You have on a cursed T-shirt. What are you going to do? Of course. <laughs> but the reason why we look at this, I mean, I I know our listening audience is not the target demographic for Kim Kardashian Hollywood, but this game is cashing in on an existing model, but it's also did in a way that kind of upped the ante a little bit. And I can guarantee you there will be knockoff after knockoff of other creators trying to mimic the success of this game. All right. So. Frack, if you don't mind, uh, I want to revisit your points. Okay. Uh, beauty, other people, and game was your first point. Right. Transmog. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. People love hanging out and seeing everybody else's trans. People love dressing up. You know, I'm, I'm getting into the transmog now. I'm a little late to the game, admittedly, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. Backdrop of the city. I mean, oh, come on. It depends on what city. Personally, that's why I like Stormin better. It's relaxed. It's happy. Ogumar is like dun dun dun, like war drums in the background. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are very pretty places in in all of Azeroth and beyond. They're very, yes. very. I mean, you, you you just can't. And when you're when you are in a city, when you are resting, it's designed to make you feel relaxed. Absolutely. Whereas the music always shifts once you get into combat right, and once you get into right? a danger zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, immediate gratification. Loot. Bonus loot. <laughs> or even just picking up coins. You know, it doesn't matter. What you kill, you will always get something something. from that kill. Right. And if you don't, then you submit a ticket or bug report, really. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The investment theory was your fourth point. Investment. Ten years this game's going on. Some people have been playing for the ten years. Right. And after you farmed a mount for like every week for like two years, you're not just going to stop farming it. You're going to keep going until you get it. Until, yeah. Absolutely. Or not start in the first place. No, no. You have to start. Everybody (laughs) has to start, Frank (laughs) Alphay. In loss aversion, the game requires you to stay active to keep your status. If you don't log in in WoW, then you're going to get out-geared, out-leveled. Exactly. While you might not lose what you have, if you what you have is the cutting edge of the latest gear from the latest raid, and you become inactive, now you're low on the totem pole again. I want to find Simon Moore, the psychologist, and I want him to do uh, the same study on WoW because I think we just did it for him in, in like the 30 seconds that we just talked about this. Uh, but I think he could actually do this and actually come up with these exact same points for the World of Warcraft. Well, he actually specializes in gaming and he is at the Innovation Bubble, which is a psychological insights consultant group. I'm totally going to email him. So I don't, I don't think he does that for free. Let's put it that way. Well, he can start a Kickstarter campaign or something. Something. <laughs> get, it, get, it, get it going. Because I ain't going to pay him. You know what? I, I think we may have a free curse code I can hook him up with. <laughs> so you have WoW, but you also got to consider the fact that there are going to be a slew of more of these type games showing up in uh, our mobile phones and our tablets. And knowing why we can find ourselves so addicted to these type of games can help us take a step back and make rational decisions about where our money goes. And not be one of those people that, you know, spends a week on it and looks and go, ooh, I spend $500. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got to tell you, though, Frank, honestly, here, mm-hmm. uh, at friend, friend. Right. You, 
look at those things and you make very, very rational decisions. You think those things through. I do. I have played games in the past that have microtransactions in them, and I look at it and go, well, um, I could spend four hours trying to do this or I could just buy this. How much is my time worth? And I buy it. That That uh-huh. is the boom. You look at it and you go, this game, and these are the words you have used. This game is trying to get me to do this, or I can do this and get the same thing in four days. Right. I've seen you do that rationale. Not many people have that level of rationale mm-hmm. or or self-discipline, honestly. And see, my thing is, it's not that I refuse to spend money on games. I refuse to spend money on games where the amount that you can spend is unlimited and that you'll never get to unlock the whole game. That's what bothers me. When they've locked all the content behind so many microtransactions, but then if you were to say, you know what, I really love this game, I'd pay, you know, as much as I'd pay for a full game to unlock everything that's not an option. When to, to do that, it would literally cost you several hundred dollars. That's what I don't do. Now, there are games that I've bought, like uh, like the puzzle game The Room yeah. and The Room 2. Right. Those are shorter, but... You buy the game up front, no ads, it's a beautifully done game. You go through it from start to finish, and then you're done. All right, so you know I play Clash of Clans. Right. Not as much as I used to because the uh, the clan I was in was like crazy killing people. Um, But I have looked at that game, and I have spent money in that game because when I looked at it, I go, look, I'm trying to build my, at this point in time it's called, you have to build your walls up for better protection. Okay. You can buy a shield for a week where nobody can attack you. And so I look at it and go, if I buy a shield for a week or however long I'm going to buy this, this shield for, then I can actually build up my walls to make it harder once my shield collapses or is gone for people to attack me. Because when they attack you, you actually lose resources. So, But again, my, my thought process in that is if I do this, I get immediate gratification. I, I am the target audience. That's what I'm trying to say. Because <laughs> I look, I get immediate gratification. Nobody's going to attack me, and I can build on my own on my own time. I get a week of just build. Right. And bam, there goes $9.95. Now, I have mentioned before that the best thing ever, ever, is when these microtransactions were tied in with something else. There was a game on Facebook when, when I played... I almost said when I played Facebook. That's funny. When I was <laughs> when I was more active on Facebook, mm-hmm. I played a game that had to do with castles. I don't remember what it was. But what I do remember is if you went to a particular floral website, you could buy flowers, like real flowers, that they would ship to your house flowers. And if you bought those flowers, you would get coins for the game or whatever whatever currency you could spend in the game. I remember that. Didn't you get flowers for your wife for Valentine's Day or something? <laughs> <You> bet, man. <laughs> I was like, I can get a dozen roses or I can get like 20, 24 <laughs> roses and I can get twice as much. Oh, I was all about <laughs> that. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Because now- Did I, she yeah. ever find out your motivation? Oh, no. And she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I'm so good to go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can confess to Mama Freck here and be perfectly fine with it. <laughs> Uh yeah, totally bought flowers like several times for her. Like I was waiting for occasions like there's Mother's Day, there's Valentine's right, Day, there's right. birthdays, there's anniversary. I got flowers, all kinds of crazy flowers <laughs> because I was getting something else for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Bonus. Bonus. 
Exactly. Everybody wins. Exactly. They win because they get the money. The flower people win because they get their money. Mm-hmm. I win because I get my gems. And the wifey wins because she gets flowers. Right. What's not to love? Exactly. What is not to love, Freckle Face? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that more people need to do that with Michael Train Jacksons. That's true. Have a bonus. Have something on there. Bonus, yeah. Yeah. Like, wow, they don't have that. Here's what I get in wow. Honey, um, do we spend a lot more money on Blizzard this month than we did last month? Yeah, but I got a mount. <laughs> Look at this thing. It flips and it has two heads. That's and jets. Ni- <laughs> That's nice, dear. <laughs> I'd be more into their market transactions if they made stuff of convenience. Oh. <sighs> Yeah. Like, if they sold a mount that had mobile auction house for, like... Oh, they're never going to do that. I they'll, know they'll they're give that to engineers that. before they do that to anybody else. Well, anyways, but that's the type of thing they could sell. It's not something that's going to give anybody um, an advantage in combat. It's a convenience item. Oh, you know what i pay for? What would you pay for? I would pay for a permanent spell on my account that whenever I learn flying... I learned flying at the fastest speed Ooh. instead of having to upgrade every single character three different times. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Cause I've, yeah, I've been there where you like you buy that, you got to buy that, you got to buy that. <laughs> <laughs> or if they put the different tiers up from their past content and they put up as sets in the store and you could buy a whole decked out thing, I'd buy that. Not just a hat. I'm not going to buy a hat. I don't even show my hats. I like to have my hair all free, <laughs> you know? Blowing in the wind. All right, so because you, you mentioned hair. Hair, yes. We don't talk a lot about beta here, right? right? We don't talk about a lot about future stuff, but we know Blood Elves will not be, the new character models of Blood Elves won't be in release for Warlords of Draenor. Is that the latest thing? Because I've heard like back and forth nah, and back and forth. they won't be there. Okay. Because Blizzard can get their hair right and they will. they refuse to let themselves be portrayed. They're like, no, Blizzard, until you get the hair right, we're not in. <laughs> so they're going to go on strike if they <laughs> their hair Just badly. show the old model <laughs> until you get the hair right. <laughs> because hair so soft will not. Hair pretty. No, you yeah. won't. Exactly. Yeah. See? I see. <laughs> get ready to play HearthCast AOE. The game where you don't have to be exactly right to win. Here are the rules. Caller, you go first. Players get two points for being closer to the right answer and four points for being exactly right. If both players' answers are the same, the players split the points. In the event of a tie, we go to the time card. The player with the fastest time wins. Freckleface joining us on the line tonight is none other than Chai T from Monk Meditation. Chai, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Not a problem at all. We are we are so glad you're here. How are things going over at uh, Monk Meditation for you guys? Oh, doing great. Uh, recording a, a show tonight when we're uh, recording here, and uh, looking forward to it. A lot of brewmaster changes in the beta. We're going to be talking about that, so it's uh, going to be a good show. Awesome. Well, we have a very important question for you, sir. Who are you going to challenge tonight, either uh, Freckleface or myself? Ah. <sighs> I think I'm going to go for you. Wow. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to see myself out in this little teleportation device we have here. And uh, Freckleface will have her her questions ready to go. Okay. Chai T, are you ready? I am. Let's do this. Okay. And setting the timer now. How many tasty T-bones does the dog eat 
before he comes to your farm in the Lost and Lonely quest? Oh, wow. Um, Going to go for the typical RPG answer three. How many of your farm friends like marsh lilies more than anything else? Two. Question three. How many Windrunner siblings are there? Three. Question four. What level is Hogger when you encounter him in the stockades? Uh, 19. And question five. How long does it take a worgen to get on all fours to run as fast as an animal? Like the cast time? Yes. Ooh, uh, 1.5 seconds. And time. Okay, let me go get Root back in here. Hey, that thing tickles. <laughs> How'd you really? do? Um, maybe. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> All right. There were no monk questions. I I quit. Oh, see, yeah. Well, you know, when you come from a podcast and uh, called Monk Meditation, and um, and neither of us play a monk. <laughs> right. Right. Probably not going to be a lot of monk questions. <laughs> I have I have a monk. He's level one. His name is Wiser Bud, and he's sitting somewhere. I've never. He's very wise. Yes, he's sitting somewhere. <laughs> right, not done a thing. Meditating the whole time. That's right. He's just he's yes. full of meditation. <laughs> okay, Root, are you ready? I am ready. Okay, starting the timer. Question one: How many tasty T bones does the dog eat before he comes to your farm in the Lost and Lonely quest? Fifteen. Question two, how many of your farm friends like marsh lilies more than anything else? Five. Question three, how many Windrunner siblings are there? Two. That's not right. Question four, what level is Hogger when you encounter him in the stockades? Twenty. And question five, how long does it take a worgen to get on all fours to run as fast as an animal? Three seconds. And time. Oh, boy. Ooh, okay. very different answers here. Yes, <laughs> I need to do math. Maths. Math. Math time. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Pretty much. <laughs> wow, we didn't have any of the same answers. That was crazy. You know, that is true. That might be a first. Yeah, you're, that, that's not good, though. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready to find out the answers to this week's HearthCast AOE? Um, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, think we're, I think we're both a little nervous here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, question one. How many tasty T-bones does the dog eat before he comes to your farm in the Lost and Lonely quest? Chai tea, you said, is the stereotypical wow quest number, which is three. And mm-hmm. Root, you said 15. The answer is, that dog is hungry. He ain't going to come to your farm until you give him 20 steaks. Oh. Uh, so, Root was actually closer. That's a, two by points a lot. There. Yes. <laughs> Question two. How many of your farm friends like marsh lilies more than anything else? I'm pretty pretty good about this one. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Well, you are right. You hit number two. Wow. Oh, Root Boom. picked five. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. How many Windrunner siblings are there? Chaiti, you said three. Root said two. You're both incorrect. There are four. Oh. Now, there are two in the game. There is Sylvanas and Verisa that we both Uh know. There is the missing Ilaria, but they had a brother named Lirath who died before the game. Oh, I didn't even know that one. 
So who gets the points for that one? Uh, let's see. Chai T does for Woo-hoo! being Yay! closer. <laughs> feeling good. Feeling good. Question four. What level is Hogger when you encounter him in the stockades? Root said 20. Chai T said 19. He praises righted me, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he did. The correct answer is 25. Oh. Hogger goes up from... Level 11 when he's arrested to somehow to a level 25 in the stockade. So Root was closer, so he gets two points there. All right. Question five. How long does it take a worgen to get on all fours and run as fast as an animal? Root said three seconds. Chai T said 1.5 seconds. Correct answer is 1.5 seconds. Yes! Now, I think Root was thinking with the old cast time because it did used to be three seconds for all mounts. And then they Ooh. halved it. Is that what you're thinking? No, I was just thinking of a number. Oh. <laughs> it sounded good. He's going for time. Yeah. He's going for time. Three seconds. Almost, okay. almost worked for him. Fair enough. Well, that brings our total to Root with four points and Chai T with ten points. Congratulations. You won Hotcast AOE. Cam is not working. I'm totally dancing right now. Oh, right. man. <laughs> not only did you defeat me by, like, a lot... But you, sir, have just won yourself a year worth of a curse premium. Oh, thank you very much. So we will send that activation code over to you tonight, and you will be able to get online and uh, have a year's worth of curse premium and never have to update your your add-ons manually again. Oh, that is beautiful, especially with the Warlords coming out. That's going to... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good timing time. for that. Exactly. Thank you. You never have to be that guy in the raid who stops everything and says, wait, I need to update all my add-ons. <laughs> <laughs> Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. What is going on over there at Monk Meditation? I know you talked about it a little before, right before we got into this, to, to my uh, complete defeat here. But tell us a little, bit about, a little more about Monk Meditation, where people can find you and everything. Well, Monk Meditation is a podcast all about monks in the world of Warcraft. Um, we talk about tips, tricks, uh, any news that's going on specific to the monk class. We've got five wonderful, no, six now. We have six wonderful monks on there, two for each spec. So it uh, doesn't matter which spec you're on. We're going to talk about what you do. Uh, so you can visit us at monkmeditation.com. Catch us on the iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Twitch. You can see us at twitch.tv slash wowmonk. We record every other Monday, uh, starting yesterday, if this comes out on Tuesday. Um, and now with the Warlords uh, release date coming up, we may have a weird schedule. So you can follow us on Twitter at Monk underscore meditation to actually uh, know exactly when we're going to be recording. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for playing this awesome round of AOE. Congratulations on your win and uh, enjoy that year of Curse Premium. Thank you very much. Freck, I got a question for you. What's that? Do you have the fiery warhorse mount from Kara? I do not. I don't either. Okay. I've been trying to get that mount pretty regularly. Okay. Yeah, I try to mm-hmm. get over there once a week. I don't mm-hmm. always get over there once a week, but I try to get over there. Okay. Freck, I, I, I get a dollar. <laughs> I got a dollar too. Um... Yeah, I'll be honest, our last uh, little round of betting didn't <laughs> it didn't go over as long as I thought it would that go. That was a little, little premature ending there. <laughs> okay, you can say that. Um it, it was it was faster than expected, yes. Okay. Um I, I kinda wanted to draw that out more, you know. Right. Luckily I worked on that cool suspense music. <laughs> 
that day because I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, so I was glad I had that music bed done. Now, here's the thing. Fiery Warhorse, Kara. I got a dollar. You got a dollar. Same bet as last time. Mm-hmm. Dollar a week per person. Whoever gets them out first takes the kitty. Are you in? I'm in. Will you shake on it? I will shake on it. We are shaking. No one else can see this. No one else can even hear it. It's like a silent shit. They can hear it in our voices. (laughs) They can hear it in our voices. Are you serious about that? All right. So, okay. (laughs) All right. So, we have a bet. We've said it here. Dollar a week in the kitty. So, the kitty will grow by $2 every week. $2 in it right now. Every week, an additional $2, one from you, one from you, goes in that kitty. The first person to to loot the Fiery Warhorse and be able to show a screenshot of said Fiery Warhorse from Kara, not any other Warhorse, Fiery Warhorse from Karazan, preferably uh, a picture of the, the loot window when it's up there, Okay, um, wins the kitty. Now, I have multiple tunes, so- I have multiple tunes as well. It doesn't matter oh, which tune you get it on. Wait, well, wait a minute. Okay. Does it matter how many times you're running it per week? Because that makes a difference. Nah, if you got a tune that is eligible to run Kara, run it on Kara. Okay, so both of us can like I could run it on one tune a week, and you can run it on five, and doesn't it's still matter. the same. It doesn't okay, matter. It's, just it's up to weeks. you. If you have an eligible tune to run Kara, run it. Okay. Still, just a flat dollar per person a week, not right. per not per character, not per, per person. Okay, per so, person. Um, with the drop rate. Of said uh, said said mount, this could get this could get big. It could. It it has potential of being the largest loot ever in in Hearthcast history because the other one was only two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I think the potential is there that we will we will we will exceed that. We'll destroy that <laughs> that that loot threshold. <laughs> we'll be gone. Uh, we may need to invest in extra security in the studio. Possibly. We, yeah, yeah. We, we may need to to <laughs> to find a third party to hold. Because <laughs> it could be like four hundred bucks by the time this is. Done. Well, let, let's let's cross that bridge when we get there. We'll, right. I mean, it could go like the last one, and I mean, we could show up next week, and I I'll take the two bucks. We'll what? see. <laughs> it better if it, it it just better not. It it, it better not. <laughs> Frank, that is about all the time we've got uh, for this episode. It has been a fantastic episode. Thank you so much for being here. If you'd like to play a round of HearthCast AOE like Chai T did today, just let us know. We only need about 20 minutes of your time uh, in the window between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern Time on any given Monday. And remember, you don't have to be exactly right to win. If you do win, we'll award you with a code for a free year of Curse Premium. Just like Chai T uh, got tonight over there from Monk Meditation. First winner. Congratulations goes out to him. He destroyed me. I'm still, uh, still a little painful. <laughs> I got 10 points. I got like, what, two? What did I get, four? I got four. To 10. That's not good. <laughs> We do want to give a very special thank you going out to Chidey for playing AOE, to Diz, Misty, and Jen for sitting in your emails. Thank you so much for that, for contributing to the show. Um, really helps us out there. To all of our friends and uh, followers on Facebook and Twitter, thank you so much. I've had a lot of fun on Twitter this week. Uh, hey, you know, I got to say it, Freck, just, just once at least, I am Root. I know you haven't seen the movie yet. I haven't. <laughs> you got to go see it. Okay, I'll go Guardians see it. of the Galaxy worth every penny, folks. All right. Go see it, Freck. You know, let's just make let's just make a time. We'll, we'll schedule it. We'll go see it. I'll take the rest of the family because only half my family's seen it. <laughs> we'll 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 drag Cannon Face out. Yeah. Maybe Sniper. 
We'll drag them all out. It's worth it. It's funny. Sounds good. I'm just going to say, I am Root. One more time. <laughs> After the movie, it'll make more sense to you. Don't okay. worry about it. And folks, as we close the show, we want to thank all of you for listening. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. You can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. A big thank you to our friends over to Open Read for everything they do. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.